You're listening to the Quality of Love Podcast. Your home for all things love, relationship, and mental health. Hosted by nationally certified life and relationship coach, Tyrone Dixon. Sit back, relax, and get tips on creating the life you deserve without wasting any more time. Welcome to the Quality of Love podcast. I'm your host, Tyrone Dixon, nationally certified life and relationship coach, husband, father to two beautiful princesses, and CEO and founder of Arosu Concrete Consulting. Thank you guys for taking the time out to listen in with us tonight. We really appreciate it. You guys have made it to another hump day. That means we have another Wednesday question and answer episode for you guys queued up. Before we get into this episode, though, I do want to let you guys know that I I decided to change the format a little bit. I received a ton of questions after the episode on Insight from a former narcissist where I discussed my kind of patterns as a narcissist and some narcissistic traits that you guys can see in other individuals. I received a huge, huge influx of questions specifically regarding narcissism and things that narcissists do and things that you could look for in narcissists. So what I decided to do is I decided to do away with uh, what would Tyrone do question and answer section and dedicate that area or that section to specifically answering questions about narcissism. Sorry for you guys that enjoyed the what would Tyrone do question and answering piece. You're going to have to get that from me live um, or off screen or off camera in terms of talking and, and speaking to love, to mental health, to relationships. I think it's much more beneficial to use this platform to discuss narcissism and answer questions about narcissism because I I was a narcissist, right? Go back to that former, once again, go back to that former narcissist or insight from a former narcissist episode. And I discussed some of my traits and narcissism is such a new thing and such a new topic of discussion that people, people have a ton of questions about it. I feel like I can answer at least some of those questions. So why not create a section or segment of the show? All right. So that's what we have. We'll have some questions, of, of course, the typical question and answer sections about love and relationship. And then we will have another section about answering questions on narcissism. And that's how we'll rock going forward. So once again, thank you guys for taking the time out to be here with us tonight. Let's get into our quote of the day. This quote of the day comes from Les Brown. Les Brown, if you guys don't know who he is, he's a world-renowned speaker, one of the guys that I look to early in my career um, for for inspiration, for advice. Uh, he, he has a platform where he just talks, where I shouldn't say he just talks. It's just a, a, a collection of his old speeches. I would invite anyone listening to the podcast right now to download that. Some very, very inspirational stuff. But the quote goes, Take responsibility for your life. Know that it is you who will take you where you want to go. No one else. Once again, that quote is, take responsibility for your life. Know that it is you who will take you where you want to go. No one else. And that quote again is by Les Brown. And to me, that just, that quote just just is confirmation that you are 100% in control of your life and how you react and respond to things, regardless of what happens externally, you are 100% in control of your life. Question number one, why would a guy say he doesn't know if he can talk to you 
because he is bothered by you and not ready for a relationship. Once again, the question is, why would a guy say he doesn't know if he can talk to you because he is bothered by you and not ready for a relationship? I think that gentleman is signaling that you there's something that's going on with you that's not necessarily um, a, making him attracted to you and it's turning him off. I would invite you to stop pushing. Uh, it, it seems like you're pushing a little bit on this gentleman to get involved in a relationship with you. And there's something that he, he doesn't quite see connecting or fitting together. I would invite you to kind of lay back or, or chill a little bit and keep engaging with the gentleman. Of course, have conversation with him, but hang out. Don't force him or, or force him to try to be with you or go on dates or anything like that. And eventually, if he really, really has strong feelings for you, he'll come around. But I feel like the more you push, the more he'll resist. Question number two, what was it that your partner told you that gave you chills? Once again, that question is, what was it that your partner told you that gave you chills? I think for me, it was the installation of confidence at a time where I felt pretty down on myself, right? So before my wife was my wife and even my fiance at the time, um, she would say things like, you can do this, baby, or you got this. And just those words of affirmation, it allowed me to to start to view myself as as not someone who was down on their luck at the time but a king who is going to find his way some way, shape or form. And for me that I even thinking back to it now, if, if you could see me, I'm getting chills on it. But just that that installation of, of faith in me at a time where I didn't have total faith in myself. It gives me it gave me chills then it gives me chills now. And it's just very, very special for me to have a partner like that, that that provides me with words of affirmation and allows me to let me know that I can conquer the world. Question number three. My ex-boyfriend and I had an emotional talk last night, and he hasn't contacted me since. Why? Once again, that question is, my ex-boyfriend and I had an emotional talk last last night, excuse me, and he hasn't contacted me since. Then, why? I think in this situation or in this case, he may have needed, and obviously I don't know the context of your conversation, but he may have needed closure um, from a situation that you guys have gone through in order for him to be able to take the next step and move forward in his next relationship. Um, I would invite you not to look at this situation as possibly being able to rekindle a flame or something that happened. Not that that's not a possibility, but it, it's a very, very slim possibility, especially if he hasn't contacted you since. Uh, it's probably something in which he needed closure and you provided that closure. So if you don't need closure from him, I would invite you to now not look forward to contact from him. Look forward to your own life in being liberated in your own freedom. Question number four, how do I overcome childhood emotional trauma? Once again, that question is, how do I overcome childhood emotional trauma? That's a very good question. Um, It's actually something that I'm dealing with on a daily basis, right? The way way that I grew up, the way that members of my family grew up, uh, I didn't see it as normal. I saw it as normal at the time, I should say. But I, I look back and often 
see it as very, very traumatic and emotionally taxing. So first thing that I would invite you to do is seek mental health help, um, seek a therapist, seek a mental health professional just to be able to vent and, and get out and express your emotions. I can assure you that any competent mental health professional will be able to provide you with techniques that will at least begin to allow you to start to offset some of that trauma. It's something, like I said, that I'm still working on. It's probably something that you'll work on for the rest of your life. Um, the the good thing is that this is something that's being researched on a regular basis now, and it's not so taboo or it's not a stigma, right? Childhood trauma is very, very real, and it plays out in our lives on a daily basis. So I'd invite you to seek mental health help or seek the help of a mental health professional first, Second thing that I would invite you to do in this situation is try to find social supports, right? So look to see if you can find a social support network. If you can't find people that have have experienced intense childhood emotional abuse as well, start a group yourself, right? If you're confident in your ability to kind of connect and mingle with people, I would invite you to start a group in which people just come in very similar to any other group, um, express themselves and talk about the emotional trauma that they experienced as children. And you guys be supportive to one another and kind of help each other over barriers and hurdles that will inevitably come. Question number five, how do I try to stop fitting in everywhere? What unsettled emotion do I have to heal? Once again, that question is, how do I try to stop fitting in everywhere? What unsettled emotion do I have to heal? I think the first thing that you have to do is you have to spend some time alone, right? Spend some time completely by yourself. Like I recommended in uh, season one, the first episode, you have to go off the grid, right? You have to unplug from the society that we live in. And when you do that, you have to figure out the things that genuinely make you happy and that you genuinely want to do, right? Now it sounds like you're willing to kind of be a chameleon, quote unquote, and not to put you down or sound condescending. But the way I view a chameleon is that someone who no matter who they go around, they can blend in and adapt to being that person. And I use the word chameleon um, just to say that ultimately what you're doing is you're draining your own energy, trying to fit in and match everyone else's expectation. Right. So figure out what your expectations for yourself are and then pursue those And anytime that something interferes with your expectation for yourself or something um, happens outside of uh, employment or if you own a business outside of your business, if something happens that you don't want to do or somebody invites you to do something that you don't want to do, then don't do it. Right. The more we do things that we don't want to do, the more we're living life for others and not living life according to ourselves. Now, the second part of that was what unsettled emotion do I have to heal? I think it's the 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 wanting to be accepted, right? The the wanting to be accepted no matter where you go and in life. One thing that's very very difficult to realize is that you will not be accepted everywhere you go, right? Somebody's not going to like you for the most minute reason and that's going to be ha- going to have to be something you're okay with if you don't want to fit in or fall victim to societal standards. 
All right, guys. So here we go. The first segment on insight from a former narcissist, where I answer questions specifically tailored towards narcissism and narcissistic relationship questions. Right. So question number one is, do narcissists know deep down that they're treated, they've treated you badly and are wrong? Or are they in such denial that they can't see the reality of their behavior? Once again, that question is, do narcissists know deep down that they've treated you badly and are wrong? Or are they in such denial that they can't see the reality of their behavior? In this instance, I think with narcissists, they've been enabled for so long and allowed to display the behaviors that they display and the characteristics that they display. And they've been allowed to use people for so long that they are in complete denial and they will argue completely down, right? They're never wrong. There's never a situation in which they can take accountability or accept responsibility for their behavior. So in this instance, to answer your question, they are 100% in complete denial and will always look for a way to flip it on you. Question number two, how can you test someone to see if he or she is a narcissist before getting too close to them? Once again, that question is, how can you test someone to see if he or she is a narcissist before getting too close to them? One thing that you can do is see during conversation, if conversation centers around them, that can be a very, very good indicator. Another thing that I would invite you to do is try to see if this person is someone who's trying to isolate their friends and family, right? So someone who who likes to specifically pick out one friend or family member that will enable some of their bad behaviors. And when you see that, you'll notice that those narcissistic traits have been going on for a long time. And there's usually a go-to person that have allowed these behaviors to go on for so long. And that's those are the two things that I would invite you to look into. So number one is the conversation all, always about them. Does it always center around them? Are they the center of their own little world? And then number two, do they have a point person or a go-to person that enables them or doesn't hold them accountable for their bad behavior? Question number three, how long does it take to start dating again after being discarded by a narcissist? Once again, that question is, how long does it take to start dating again after being discarded by a narcissist? I think that's a complicated question. It's very, very specific to the individual or to the person. Some things that I've seen um, that have been able to help people successfully get back into the dating game is the creation of a non-negotiable list. If you don't know what a non-negotiable list is, it's a list that, that you create typically after a bad relationship that going forward in all of your relationships, you will not accept. I'm pretty sure that you have a good idea of what what narcissistic characteristics are. So I would start with those, right? I will put all of those down on a piece of paper and going forward in your relationships, if you start to like someone and you start to date, as you start to see these red flags pop up, you address them with the person say, hey, I don't like this. I experienced this in my previous relationship. If the person really, really, truly cares about you, they'll change their behavior. If not, then there's a pretty good chance that that person has some of those narcissistic traits that'll turn you off in the long run. Question number four, my narcissistic ex disregarded, discarded me for someone new. He tells everyone that I was crazy, jealous, and can't let him go. 
a couple of days ago. He unblocked me on social media. Why? Once again, that question is my narcissistic ex discarded me for someone new. He told everyone I'm crazy, jealous and can't let go. A couple days ago, he unblocked me on one of his social media accounts. Why? I think that's a classic narcissist move. And the reason that he did that is to try to see what you're what you're doing in life. If he ruined your life, if he's somehow still able to manage control over your life or if you'll have an emotional reaction from him unblocking you. My invitation to you would be to get rid of him on social media. Um, don't have any kind of connection with him because eat any connection with him. He and then, and again, going back to thinking along the lines of a narcissist, he may start to think that he still has some sort of control over you and you really don't want that. Right. Unless he truly does have control over you. Right. So that would be my invitation to you. Block him, get rid of him on all social media accounts because that's his form of control or his way of checking in to see if he's ruined your life. That's all the questions that I have for you guys today. Before we get out of here, thank you guys so very much for sending me all these questions about narcissism, for trusting me and again, allowing me to answer your questions and hopefully give you a good perspective, right? Remember, you guys are always more than welcome to hit us up at TQLP. 20 at gmail.com with any questions that you guys have for relationships or questions about narcissism as we started our insight from a former narcissist questions section our email address is tqlp20 at gmail.com once again that email address is tqlp20 at gmail.com or you guys are more than welcome to hit us up on our facebook page the quality of love podcast remember guys as always The quality of love and relationships that you have in your life will determine the quality of your life. Peace and love.